This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, time once again for Mariner's Pod. Great to have you back once again as we have a couple games to talk about. Also, a fun conversation with Jared Kelnick that Aaron and I had a chance to have a couple days ago. So that's going to come up in a few minutes. We have a couple games to dive into, so we have a ton to get to in Mariner's Pod. We'll have another one coming up this week on Friday as we wrap up. Well, what is the final game of the series against Texas on Wednesday, off day Thursday, and then get you ready for the weekend and a tough stretch against the Astros and Dodgers on the road as the unforgiving schedule continues. So let's talk about a couple of games, uh, a couple of games that were very different, as it turns out. Uh, game one of the series on Monday in Texas, the first time the Mariners have had a chance to see the new ballpark in Texas, Globe Life Field. They went with the roof open, nearly 100 degrees at first pitch, and things for the Mariners worked out just fine. I mean, this is probably the most complete game the Mariners have had this season. It featured a ton of offense, just home runs all over the place, including Kyle Lewis again. The 0-1 pitch to Lewis on the way. Breaking ball, swing, and a fly ball deep into left center field. Going back on the run as Solak to the wall, reaches up, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Lewis with his fourth home run of the season. Holy smokes, drives in three. And the Mariners now have the lead 4-2 over the Texas Rangers. RBIs number 11, 12, and 13 on the year. It was a great night for Lewis. He had three hits, drove in three, scored a couple of times, walked as well, on base four times. He was not alone, though. There were great nights all the way around. Uh, Kyle Seeger, a grand slam. The 0-1. Swinging a high fly ball, carrying out to right field. Gallo is back, leaping, gone, grand slam, Kyle Seager. The fifth of his career, and Kyle Seager brings them all home. He has blown this game open in the sixth inning. It's 9-2 to two Mariners. He had a couple of hits as well, and then Dylan Moore not to be outdone, a serious smash. The 2-2 to Dylan Moore. He swings and... Shoots this to center field. Solak racing back, watching, and this is gone. It bangs off the base of the batter's eye. What a smash by Dylan Moore. That's the first bomb in this new ballpark out to straightaway center field. One he will not soon forget. That leaves a dent. Dylan Moore has homered in back-to-back games. It's 10-2 Mariners in the seventh. Yeah, that'd be the final 10 to 2. Mariners win 15 hits along the way for the M's, but perhaps most significantly, Justin Dunn, the best start of his young career. He goes six, allows just two earned, walks three, fans two along the way on 90 pitches, grabs his first major league win. So he was excellent. Here's Justin Dunn after the ball game. 
Justin, we got to ask Chef this last night, but uh, what does it mean to win win your first game? Everything, uh, dream come true. Um, been waiting for this moment since I was five, six years old. So finally, good to get the monkey off my back and can stop chasing it and go to work. So very fortunate. Um, very thankful. God is good. So you didn't want to let Chef have one, and then you not follow. Him. No, you know I couldn't let him have the moment alone. Once he did it, I knew I had to come out and give it everything I got. Just in that fifth inning, they, they give you a 4-2 lead. You go out there, you give up a couple singles, and then you come back and retire the next three guys. How big was that for you personally to get through that trouble and, and just, you know, moving forward? What does that show you? It's good. I mean, again, God is good. A couple barrels um, helped me get through everything. But just kind of went into compete mode, um, trusted my stuff, and, uh, even though I was like, where did you go? Did you go to a dark place? And I just kind of went into a boxing ring and I was going to go down throwing haymakers. Um, and it was my chance to, to get the win and I saw the finish line. So I uh, just tried to dig deep and, and give every little last bit that I had. The pitch to Gallo for the, the called strike three, it looked like he was kind of getting you timed up, but it looked like that was one of the better sliders you spun it, you know, to get him out. Yeah, that inning right there, that was the best stuff I had all night. Um, slide was sharp. Breaking ball felt pretty good, and um, for the first time, it was like the fastball had some life, so I was pretty happy with it. Justin, Kyle Lewis helped you out a little bit there with the, with the home run, and it's got to be fun for you guys. I mean, you guys were playing together a year ago. I'm sure dreaming of this moment. Uh, what, what's that like? It was huge. Um, I mean, our entire lineup, I owe them all state dinner. I mean, they were top to bottom. They were on top of their game all day and um, got, them the lead, got, got me the lead early, and I gave it back and was pretty upset about that. Um, and so once they put those extra two up, two or three up, I knew it was time to go out and, and throw a zero up. That's my job is shut down anything after we score. So if I could do that and get my guys back in and, and get them feeling good at the plate, I knew they'd have a lot of fun too. You said the fifth was your best stuff. Did you feel not feel like you had the crispest stuff tonight? You know, I, I know you grinded through the first and second a little. Yeah, that, that whole outing for me was a grind. I didn't really, fastball didn't feel like it had much life. Um, breaking balls were kind of spinning early and, a lot of that was just uh, competing and, and letting my defense work. How much did you and, and Kyle talk about these kind of moments last year? Was that, was that something you guys would, would chat about? Um, not exactly. I mean, we just talked about getting up here and um, how special it would be to, to, to be up here together and, and spend our careers together and um, get this organization going in the right direction and, and be a part of something special. But. Um, I mean, to see him do what he's doing and, and to be be with him and enjoy the moments with him, especially to see him have my back like that and, and come up with a big knock. I mean, again, that's why I call him Showtime when the lights come on. He's ready to go and he's always there for the big hit. So i uh, very thankful for him and, and uh, it's, it's great to see what he's doing. Justin, it's pretty late back home. Are you going to still make a phone call after this and, and call your family or are you going to wait? Uh, my dad will probably be the only one that's awake. My mom. She passed out as soon as the game was over. She uh, she had to take a nap in the middle of the day to stay up. It's, it's tough for them, but I'll talk to them tomorrow. So really good start by Dunn. Really good start by Sheffield as they go back-to-back. -back. So all eyes will be on them next turn to see how they follow that up. Game yesterday, though, a different story as Texas wins 4-2 to two over the Mariners. Uh, Marco just not as sharp as we have seen him. He goes 5 Allows four earned. Mike Miner was more like the Mike Miner from last year. A scheduled short start, but he goes four, just allows one hit and no runs, despite walking three in the bullpen for Texas. 
held it down, so they get the win. Here's Scott's service after the game yesterday. Quite as much to talk about tonight as we had last night, no, no doubt. But uh, I thought Marco really, uh, you know, gutted it out and hung in there. Wasn't quite as sharp as we've seen him uh, certainly the last couple times out. But uh, and you know, a couple ground ball hits got through there. Two run single in the first, and then um, they added on a couple later. But I, I really did think he wasn't quite as sharp. Just you know, commanding the strike zone like he has been the last couple times out. But got us through five, and then you know. Really good night by our bullpen again tonight. Um, guys were aggressive, uh, eight out of nine first pitch strikes, and you know, we, we took care of business. Fortunately, their, their bullpen uh, slowed us down a little bit. I thought the lefty Rodriguez, uh, when he came in the game, he really calmed things down, and they were able to get two innings out of him. He had really good stuff tonight, so I have to have to give them credit. Uh, I thought we had uh, you know minor on the ropes a couple times there early in the ball game, and weren't really able to, to push anything across there. And even in the inning, we got the, the fifth, and we got the two runs. Uh, you know, we had one in first and second, and you know they made some defensive plays behind us tonight. And that happened, so um, get after tomorrow and chance to win the series. Now you've got a young offensive group, but you, you're going to see some inconsistencies like this. Uh, yeah, we will. I thought our best were really good early in the ball game. Uh, you know, we didn't get the big hit, uh, but you know we were running up pitch count, and uh, the bats were really good. I thought we did a nice job controlling the zone. We just didn't get that one big double or big hit to kind of get us on the board early on. But uh, again, I got to give their bullpen credit tonight that their bullpen threw really well um, and good stuff and then they executed. So that's going to happen on certain nights. But uh, again, uh, just one of those games where they got a few through the infield and we did. Anything specific you saw from Marco, like when he was battling or anything like that that you liked or didn't like? No, I thought, you know, early on, maybe the cutter wasn't quite as crisp there in the first inning uh, when he gave up a couple. He found it, I think, about the third inning. I thought the curveball was was pretty good uh, early on. It just wasn't the crispness and the command uh, that he typically has. I think, you know, probably when Marco's on his game, it's first pitch strike 65 70% of the time. wasn't quite there tonight. Uh, again, this is an aggressive team uh, over there, but uh, we were right there, uh, you know, Couple feet here, there we get a double play ball, and he's out of those innings without any run scoring. So uh, again, Marco, real pro, he, he's hung in there, gutted it out, got through the fifth for us, and, and gave us a chance. We just couldn't muster anything against the bullpen. Scott, it's it's two games, but you, do you see a difference with the with the roof closed? Is that a factor? Oh, it, it's it's hard to tell. Yeah, I mean, it's just the dimensions of the ballpark as much as anything. You know, they did hit some balls. They hit some balls probably better than we did tonight. The deep center uh, that stayed in the ballpark and certainly in the old ballpark, they would not have. So it's just a different field. Ballparks, it's a beautiful stadium. Uh, it does play fast on the ground, but uh, a lot of room in the outfield. And, you know, we're still learning it as they are. And it's their home field. Matt McGill has been pretty good here. Uh, that, was, that was another impressive inning. Yeah, I was really happy. Um, it's, it's the first time that I think McGill has gone back to back outings and I thought he was better tonight than he was last night uh, after coming off a couple of days rest. So uh, Matt's really got two awesome breaking balls. He throw the curveball. Um, it's a hard downer and then the slider along with it. You know, we haven't seen the velocity that we saw at certain times last year, but the command of his breaking balls and the, the sharpness, the late bite to it, it's really effective and he's throwing them for strike. So he continues to roll along and um, it's good to see. We're going to need him here as the season plays out. So that was Scott's service after the loss yesterday. Mariners will try and win the series tonight. 6.05 first pitch from Texas. Taiwan Walker gets the ball. Jordan Lyles 
will go for the Rangers. And then the first off day of this strange season for the Mariners, it's been a sprint out of the gates. So they get a chance to rest before the Houston series. We'll talk about that one coming up on Friday. Right now, uh, Aaron and I had a chance to catch up with Jared Kelnick, and here's what the Mariners prospect had to say. Jared, it's great to spend a few minutes with you. I know you, you just came off the field in Tacoma. We are curious kind of what is going on in Tacoma. We, we see the highlights every once in a while. There are some reporters who are able to get out there. But tell us your experience, what these early days being a part of the taxi squad and, and the alternate side has been like. Yeah, you know, it's been a lot of fun being here with, like, uh, the core group of guys that I've kind of um, played with already, especially last year um, and in spring training. Um, so kind of like what we're doing here is because we're only limited to 30 guys, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to play as much of a real life game as possible against each other. We'll have our simulated games. Now, granted, we won't have a left fielder sometimes or a right fielder sometimes, but we have coaches that are actually playing those positions. And like, it's you're just trying to treat it like just another game, really. Obviously, the situation has changed from what you expected this year to look like. How have your goals and mindset changed from expecting a regular minor league season to what you're experiencing now? You know, I wouldn't even say that it's really changed. Um, I feel like with a minor league season being taken away from us due to like COVID and stuff like that, I think that that's a perfect opportunity to really dial in and focus on your goals um, a little bit more uh, in an intense way, I would say, just because if you can, if you can stay laser focused when a season gets taken away from you because of a pandemic, I think that when, you know, whenever that time is when, you know, our, our basically our world goes back to normal, uh, it'll be that much easier because you've already done it through a difficult time. You know, Jared, you, you strike, I think probably everybody uh, even those who don't know you all that well quite yet, as somebody who really thrives on competition and real-life competition over the course of a full-length season. While you are competing right now, as you just referenced, it is a little bit different. I mean, what is it like for you to go essentially what will end up being a, a full year without just that hard-nosed competition for games or wins and losses count the stats count all of that and, and that feeling what, what's that like and what do you think that will be like when this is all over for you for me because I am a competitor and like you mentioned like I do I need to compete like I need to I need to beat someone in something that's just kind of how I'm wired and while when I'm here with the taxi squad now granted the games don't mean anything but there's a competition throughout like the hitters that we have here at the camp and so we have competitions that way. And then even though I'm not getting that full competition dose that I feel like I need, then I go and I go with my buddies on like the off days and stuff like the days that we don't have game and I play golf and I beat them in golf. So like I might not be getting, I might not be getting the amount of like competition like here at the field as much as I feel like I need, but then I back it up with playing golf in a round of 18 so that I can beat them not only at the baseball field, but then also on the course. Now, Jared, it's interesting. We know all about you from a baseball perspective. Ever since the trade happened, every Mariners fan has gone to your baseball reference page, has kept up with it, has tried to learn about as much as they can about you as a ball player and the excitement level 
is uh, pinging at a 10 out of 10 for whenever your day comes where you do lace them up inside T-Mobile Park. But we don't know much about you at all, Jared, as just a guy. Uh, yeah. Tell us what it was like uh, for you growing up. Tell us about your family and just kind of you as a dude. I'd say that I'm like the biggest thing that I always hear from people and I think is pretty true is I'm very intense. I'm black and white. I'm about as black and white as it gets. And I have, I have goals in my life that I want to achieve and there's nothing that's going to change me from doing them. So uh, it's definitely been, um, it's definitely a, a blessing and it can be a curse sometimes um, because I'm so laser focused on what I need to do. And golf kind of like, that's why I like to golf is because it like, it helps me like, you know, get away from the field and stuff like that. But I'm about as real as it gets. Like I'll, I'll tell you how it is. And Everyone appreciates consistency. So whether in some baseball terms, if you're a consistent hitter, everyone loves that. Every team loves that. You can be consistent. If you are consistent, whether you're playing good or bad, your teammates are going to love that. If you every single day are consistent on how you approach your daily life, your family and your friends can appreciate that. So I think consistency is a huge part of life and just everything in general and so like I'm consistent like I'll always tell you how it is and gotten into some fights about it before but like I just like I'm super super confident I'm very driven and um, I'm just a 21 year old kid really. So with that level of intensity and obviously your your passion and your desire to be great how do you handle the inevitable failures that this game provides for me you got to look at it as when when you fail it's like a learning opportunity so like because if you were if i were to hit a thousand in the big leagues like i would love to hit a thousand but like what from that i would like you don't learn anything when you succeed like i've heard it multiple times from many different people that when you succeed and you're doing well you don't think you just it comes naturally you just start do whatever you're doing is working so why would you think and then when stuff starts going downhill, then all of a sudden you start thinking and trying to get yourself back to what got you there. And so like, for me, it's learning how, and the more I mature, especially in this game and in my daily life, start to realize that when you fail, it's like a learning opportunity. Yeah, it's gonna be frustrating. But when I strike out against somebody, you know, it's, a, it's an opportunity that I get to learn about that pitcher. I get to learn about like myself in general. And I get to learn about how my team is going to react to it, too. So, like, there's, it's a full circle. Hey, since we're bringing up athletic accomplishments, Jared, you, you made some uh, viral video that took off of, over the offseason. You got to tell us the backstory of this uh, skeet shooting with a bat and tea and a Frisbee in this indoor complex. Like, how did this even come about? How many times did it take? For those who hadn't seen it, there was a, a blue Frisbee that was thrown in this indoor complex and you hit a ball off of a tee and plucked it out of midair. I mean, how did this go about? Yeah, that was insane. The way that it started is because I'm a big hunter. So like I was actually going, that was the day before I left. And my dad was like, Hey, like, let's go pheasant hunting on your last day. So I told my hitting coach who threw the Frisbee in that video, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm going pheasant hunting later. We got to hit early. He's like, that's fine. And so then we were just kind of talking about pheasant hunting when I was hitting and he in his head was thinking of like, you know, clay pigeons. And he's like, man, you know how sick it would be if you, I threw a Frisbee and you hit it. And I'm like, that's impossible because the Frisbee's moving. 
you have to hit the ball clean and guess where the frisbee's gonna be. You have to take your eye off the frisbee. So I was like, all right, let's give let's give it a try. Cause there was one sitting there. He takes it and he throws it. And the first try I missed it by like three feet. I was like, oh. I was like, I think I got this. So then we tried, um, we tried like six more times. And about six of those times I came close, three, and then the other three, they weren't even in the same ballpark. And he's like, all right, like let's let's start hitting. I go, let's just try one more. And on the eighth try, I smoked it. Like, and I cracked the frisbee. Like, I hit it hard. I would imagine you would have cracked it if not <laughs> if not hit it into like a hundred pieces. Yeah. yeah, eight tries, man. That's pretty solid. I mean, you got to feel good about eight tries. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I couldn't believe I did it, honestly. <laughs> That's a good thing you were filming. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so in Tacoma, who have you faced that you're actually really happy your teammates with and don't have to face them in games? I'm 0 for 14 against Fletcher. Really? I have I don't have a hit off that guy. He's uh, so bad off today. Has how often does he remind you of this? Oh, I remind myself. <laughs> if I if I get a hit or if I get I hit something hard. So like I faced him a couple of days ago. He strikes me out. And I was like, I just don't know what it is. I can't hit this guy. So then I told this guy, I was like, let me skip you in line. Let me hit, let me, I gotta hit, get a hit off this guy. Gotta get off the list. So I skipped him and I went and I hit a line drive to the left fielder. I was for an out. But like it was probably like the happiest I'd ever been because I'd never hit anything off Fletch before. But you at least hit him hard. Yeah, smoked it. All right. All right. Jared, man, this has been great visiting with you. Uh, we don't know the next time we'll exactly be talking to you, but it's great to learn a little bit more about you. And we appreciate you carving out some time. We know you got a busy schedule and everything, but we look forward to the next time the weekend actually, you know, talk in person. We appreciate it, man. Absolutely.